Hey guys, welcome back. This is Michaela, and I'm joined with my parents, um, Michael and Ramey Packard. So we were just um, so today I was visiting them. Uh, spilled over from yesterday, but I'm still here. <laughs> I I was looking at their pantry and realized how many snacks and sweet treats they have just sitting around and that they keep. And we actually tried to hide them from you before you got here. We wanted to help you, but we didn't do a good job. (laughs) We haven't talked about it yet, but uh, I'm a recovering sugar addict and there's going to be a whole podcast on that. That will probably be very long um, or we'll break it into a couple, but that's like a whole thing by itself. Anyway, so with having sugar like readily available as a child, I just wanted to get their perspective because I remember a specific instance when um, it seemed kind of clear to me why they would keep treats like that available um, in the house regularly. So I just wanted them to go ahead and explain and give kind of that story and just kind of like their perspective on why they did that. And I want this to be shared with the intent that when parents make decisions, all parents are making decisions because they believe that it's the best interest of their child. Okay. So when they tell you about the, this other parent's decision to not have sugar in the household, they were doing that because they believe that that was the best for their children. Okay. Most parents are not trying to restrict or to cause harm to their children, like just because just out of malicious nature, you know, they're doing it because they truly believe that the choices that they're making are going to be the best interest of their kids. So I'm going to go ahead and let them share this story, um, give a little bit of background and basis off of why our pantry kind of looks the way it does. (laughs) Well, um, I, I guess I'll start. When I was little, we, we didn't have a lot of money, you know, my parents did the best that they could. And, and uh, so whenever we would have sugar, it was a treat, you know, it was um, something to be desired. And every time we would go over to my grandmother's house, she had M&Ms and cookies and just um, uh, crackle candy bars and the little tiny little itty bitty candy bar things. I mean, they're everywhere. And we'd eat it gone. I mean, it's like, cause it's, cause we never had it. And I just remember being like that. And, and I, and, and we had talked about where we had found that in one of the places that we lived that their, their kids, their children weren't allowed to have sugar. The parents had no sugar in the house whatsoever. And one of our neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. One of our neighbors. And, and we, uh, we we didn't really i'm not sure that we actually knew that for sure um until later but so when they would come to our house they would like sugar binge and it's not it's not like we were trying to we weren't trying to be the parents that that you know that <sighs> you were trying to give it to them you weren't right no them no to no eat no it. yeah we and we weren't being the parents that well I can't get alcohol at my house but the the cool parents over here I can go over to their house and drink right. we weren't trying to do that at all and we didn't even know for a while that that sugar wasn't allowed in their home so when they would every time they would come over they they would like binge mm-hmm. on sugar and we had made a decision that and we knew that there was families like that and so we made a decision that for us, we wanted to remove curiosity 
wherever we could for our kids, whether it came uh, uh, talking about sex, about sugar, about food, about whatever it was. We wanted to try to remove curiosity as much as possible and have an open environment. So we decided to have sugar available all the time so that hopefully they it wouldn't be a big deal and and they wouldn't it because usually when you can't have something is when you want it even more right. <laughs> yeah so this um one neighbor that when their kids would come over they would binge and um usually our kids knew that yes the sugar was available but we also did have some restrictions like um we <laughs> we lived in an area one time where there was a little Debbie snack factory and um the outlet store was not too far from our house and we could buy cases of little Debbie snack cakes and they were very reasonably priced well we would have a whole freezer full of little Debbie snack cakes and one by one a box would come out and go in the drawer and we had what was called the snack drawer and so the kids when they came home from school they knew that they could go get a snack out of the snack drawer whether that was a fruit snack or whether it was a little Debbie snack cake or it was candy or whatever but it was a it was available but they you know they knew that they were allowed one when they got home from school and then if we baked cookies or things like that or had candy out um that they just needed to use caution we we taught them that you know moderation in all things and and try not to binge um but it's interesting how some parents are completely different than other parents and like Michaela said in the beginning they're really doing it because they feel like that's best for their own kids we we have several friends that um their philosophy for Halloween is, you know, they let the kids go trick-or-treating and then um, they have until midnight to eat as much candy out of their bag as they possibly can. And then at midnight, all of the candy that they have not consumed goes away. It either gets thrown away or gets given away to, you know, other people or whatever. And, um, you know, for them, they find that their kids get so sick of sugar that they really don't even want sugar. And in many cases, it makes them physically sick to the point that they're like, I don't want to eat that much sugar. So, you know, there's lots of different thought processes that parents go through. Um, there's other, you know, <laughs> I have a family member that uh, I watched them feed their child one day and, um, it seemed like all that they fed their child was junk food and candy. And I thought, well, that's not really the healthiest for the child, but, um, maybe they feed them regular meals at other times. It just was when I was there, that it was <laughs> just junk food and candy the whole time. And, but it wasn't that we were giving the candy to our kids saying here, eat this. It was, it was just out and available and they, they knew their limitations and their restrictions. So there's lots of different ways to handle it. Yeah. And I think the, the bottom line is, is that most parents, and I would almost say almost all parents, really are just trying to do the best that they can for their kids. It's, I don't think there's very, and I could be wrong, but I don't think there's very many parents out there that wake up and it's like, well, how can I screw up my kid's life today? Right. <laughs> you know, what can I do that's going to have a drastic, terrible effect or addiction on them that they're going to have to suffer through for the rest of their life? We certainly didn't <laughs> feel that way or want that. And, and you know, when they say that hindsight is twenty twenty. I've never, 
ever believe that. I don't believe that hindsight is twenty twenty because you think that if you would have made a different decision, this is what the outcome will be, but you really don't know. You don't know unless you're given that opportunity to make that decision, how it will turn out. For instance, we had no idea that we were ruining our poor child, Michaela, <laughs> with these sugar, you know, that she would develop a sugar addiction. We had no idea, you know, and, and if we had done that, would we have done something differently? Of course, we would have tried something differently, but, but we don't know that she wouldn't have gone off to college been introduced to sugar maybe, or high school, been introduced to sugar for the first time and still became addicted to it. We don't know that. Uh, she doesn't know that. And, and I'm certainly not to trying to make excuses or take the blame off myself. But hindsight is not 2020. And, um, you know, people are going to have, what's the right word per, per, per something to addiction, uh, Oh, they're prone to addiction? Yeah, prone to addiction. Whether that's... Predisposition. Yeah, that's the $5 word that I couldn't afford. <laughs> they're going to have a predisposition to addiction because of their chemical makeup. Yeah. And and some of the, a lot of it is hereditary. So that's why some people um, can become, easily can become alcoholics and other people can't. That's why some people can do recreational drugs and other people, it's... it's, it's it's devastating. It just so happens that our daughter has a, a sugar addiction. And did we help her with that? Probably not. Um, but did we mean to be, um, oh, what's the word when you're uh, enable? Did we mean to be enablers? No. <laughs> that was never the goal. Do we feel bad about it now? Of course we do. We're parents. We're always going to blame ourselves for everything. Um, but we're, we, we, we try to help her where she's at now, and I think most parents do. Yeah. And out of the four children that they had, I am the only one that has major issues with sugar addiction. Um, and who's to say that it was just having sugar available all the time? Because, you know, at some point... I learned that sugar was like a coping mechanism for me. So I would eat it when I was depressed and I would, you know, eat it like any excuse I had, like eat it when I was happy, eat it when I was going out with um, friends. Like that was just the go-to, like go get ice cream together. Um, you know, Eat it when I was stressed. So yeah, again, who's to say that like just having it available would have been the problem like we just never know we we just never know and like my dad said yeah some people are predis uh have predisposition for a addictive behavior and i happen to be one of those uh if it's not one thing it seems to be another it just kind of like bounces around um uh, and i am aware of that and have been careful to try and make sure that if i'm picking up new behaviors that they're healthy ones ones that aren't going to cause issues or problems but yeah, we thank my parents for being on here today, and uh, we hope to see you guys again on the next one. Take a look and care.